Check, check, one, two, check, check, one, two, and three, two, one. Hello. You've reached Hoop and Holler, a square one podcast on basketball and other shenanigans. Danny Green, I'm mad at Danny Green. I just want to thank everybody that's been in my corner during this time. With Reagan Griffin Jr. Reagan, you're the best, man. I'm the clamp guy. I am the Giannis Antetokounmpo Whoa. of Lion Center. Eddie Sun. Probably won't get hired by, you know, ESPN anytime soon. So we all got that clutch connection. And Julio Martinez. On uh, Giannis and the Bucks, I told you so, I told you so, I told you so. Please clap. It comes from at underscore underscore uh, KLU2 on Twitter. Bro, the fact I'm that you knew there were two underscores before the clap. at underscore underscore KLU. He knows your that, Twitter. That means I'm tweeting it too much. But at, when it boils down, like, that's what we're here for is the yeah. basketball. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hoop and Holler Award Show. We love you, guys. I am your host, Reagan Griffin Jr. Please don't slap the shit out of me for any jokes I may make today. <laughs> I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Julio Martinez. Say hello to Julio. Boo. Lakers, boo. Lakers. Fuck Julio, boo. <laughs> I'm joined by my other co-host, Eddie Sun. Oh. Damn. Damn. R.I.P. Anyways. <laughs> Today, we are going to be giving you Hoop and Holler's iteration of the NBA Awards. You've heard of Most Valuable Player, Sixth Man of the Year, Most Improved Player, Coach of the Year, and all the other awards that they hand out every single year. Boring. As fuck. You will not be <laughs> getting those today. You will not be hearing those standard awards because everybody and their mother will be talking about them. Even though it's an interesting year to talk about them, we're going to do something completely different here at Hoop and Holler. We have our own set of 10 awards that we're going to be handing out to players today. These awards are least improved players, sophomore of the at matter. I don't even want to spoil them. I don't even want to spoil them. Yeah, just go, go just go through them. Okay, so everybody kick back, relax, and have a wonderful time as we hand out our hoop and holler NBA award postseason award show thing. And let's get into it. Woo, oh my gosh, yay. Okay, for the first, for the first award that we have today. You've heard of most improved player, but here at Hoop and Holler, we're going to be a little bit more toxic with it. Least improved player. What player did not improve at all and or regressed from a point that they were at last season? Julio, who is your least improved player? <laughs> Anthony Davis. <laughs> Fuck that dude, bro. Man. And like, like you see, he seems like a nice dude. So when I say that, I just mean him and his uh, output and performance as a player. My God, I, I really thought and... Uh, again, th this is coming from a person who isn't a big Anthony Davis fan. At the beginning of the season, I really thought in the offseason, I thought this man was going to come with a vengeance. I thought he was going to come angry. I thought he was going to be pissed off. And I was wrong. So, um, yes, I, I guess it may be a little bit more most disappointing player. But I think he did, reg not not only from the bubble, but he from the bubble he regressed into the uh, season thereafter. And then from that point into this season. Yes, he's been hurt most of the time, but he's regressed. I think he there. shot something like 18% from, from three, three since the bubble and like 35% from mid-range this It's just year. not good. That's crazy. It's not good. It's crazy. Anthony Davis, come on down. Collect your award. My least improved play. <laughs> <laughs> Keep my mid-range out, out your, your fucking mouth. mouth. <laughs> my least improved player, I had two candidates. I was between Julius Randle and D'Angelo Russell. 
But D'Angelo Russell has improved on the defensive end in terms of communication. This player that I'm going to give the award to has not improved in any aspect of their game, and that is Julius Randle of the New York Knicks. Come on down. Julius Randle averaged a a career high for him last year. He made an all-star game. He looked like a cornerstone franchise piece Uh, for the New York Knicks at times in pockets. They made the playoffs. It was a good run. People were cheering for him. They loved Julius Randle. It was a great season for him, and now he looks like... Someone who they're probably going to trade soon as the most... For how much? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how much Julius Randle is worth nowadays. But I got to give it to least improved player, Julius Randle. Not only did he not improve upon his season last year, but he kind of just... He became Julius Randle again. He came back down to earth. That's what happens when you predicate your game on tough shot making. Some seasons you'll have it. Some seasons you won't. So that is least improved player moving on you've heard of rookie of the year but how about sophomore of the year what second year player has had the biggest leap put together the best season impressed you the most i'll start with this one since you started the last one i was between a bunch of candidates but i had to go to the hometown dude desmond that main bane go ahead come on down get your award man second best player on the second seed in the western conference young team night in and night out dead lockdown defender on the perimeter great shooting I'm going to give it to Desmond I guess Bain. I didn't look at the a draft list too much. Mm. I just looked at, what pick was he? Uh, 30. 30. 30? Yeah. Oh, shit. 30. Yeah, I think I only looked at like 1 through 20. I was like, ew, ew, no. I, I, just, I, I guess I got to go with the uh, player that, that uh, on the team that made the biggest jump in my eyes, and that's the, that's the Timberwolves with uh, Anthony Edwards, but... Anthony Edwards. After is, I mean, Anthony he's my Edwards second option now. Yeah. It's Desmond Bain. There's been a there's a lot of I good ones. My, oh, Desmond Bain. Yeah. Desmond Bain consensus award. Come on yeah, down, man. This. Come on. See, knowing Desmond Bain, you know how he would come to accept this award. He'd be like this. He always be doing some weird shit with his face when yeah. he make a yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, nah, you had Tyrese Maxey was worthy of consideration for this award. Cole Anthony, I think, was considered. Um. Tyrese Halliburton, of course, deserved consideration. Mullah Ball, of course. Um, but I had to give it to my guy, Desmond Bain. Um, all right. This one I feel like should be consensus as well. Clutch Award. Who was the most clutch player in the NBA this season? So when people think about clutch, they think about big shot making at the end of games. Uh, you know, just clutch shot, clutch shot making. But I took it from a different perspective. I took it from a standpoint of, did, did you know that the Boston Celtics and the LA Lakers had both had the the same record? Damn, what was it? I think it was like, I don't want to say it wrong. I, I think it, it was like somewhere around 500. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like 22 and 21, something like that. And Lakers obviously went down, but the Celtics went up. Mm. And so that's the perspective I took it from, from a holistic, uh, uh, you know, overall season. And so my... Most clutch player is Jason Tatum. Okay, okay. You turn that Tatum, shit around. Come on down, get your award. Mine is probably going to be what most people would choose. You know what I'm about to say. No? He was hitting big shots. It felt like night to night to night. He just kept on hitting them. And everybody was like, what the hell? Who? DeMar DeRozan. Oh. DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, like, it, it felt like it must have been like a week where DeMar DeRozan must have had three or four clutch-ass shots in a row, where it was just like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. So my clutch award goes to DeMar DeRozan. Interesting that they're both wing players, kind of built of similar molds. I wonder if that says anything about how we perceive the word clutch in today's NBA. Do we associate it with wing players built in the Kobe mold? Facts. 
Interesting. Mm. Interesting indeed. All right, moving on to the Unsung Hero Award. This award will go to a player who doesn't really get a whole lot of media attention, not a lot of media love, maybe outside of the local market. Um, somebody who doesn't really get that much love on Twitter or, you know, just in general is kind of under noticed, for lack of a better word. This player goes to somebody who is all of those things, yet is crucial and vital to their team's success on a night in and night out basis. Julio, who is your mo- who's your unsung player of the year award? My unsung player of the year has to go again, just like you said, smaller market. And I, I feel like where, um, yes, they do get you know somewhat recognized that you know they made a jump, but so much of the burden of one specific or it's not just one, but the burden of I'll, I'll just say ball handling, scoring, perimeter scoring, perimeter you know just activity. And that's uh, Darius Garland. Darius Garland. So, okay. Yes, sir. N- number one. Let's get into it. Come the, on. The the, the uh, Cavs, they don't get a lot of recognition just because of their I feel like the people, okay. freaking city. Here's but what, because yeah, they, you know, uh, the, the recognition that they do get, it kind of goes, yes, it goes to Darius Garland, but it also goes to, you know, the, the, the coaching staff and his kind of riskiness with putting out the Twin Towers, then that makes people talk about Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, which, you know, all due respect, they should get their credit. But because that's the case, you know, Laurie Markin and Evan uh, Mobley and Jared Allen, so much of the ball handling responsibilities, especially with Isaac Okoro being out, you know, for so much of the year, Mm-hmm. And scoring, you know, perimeter scoring stuff is on Darius Garland. You could not do what the Cavaliers have done this season without Darius Garland. You could not have done that with an average ball handler. You couldn't have done that with an above average ball handler. You needed a special kind of offensive facilitator to even make that shit remotely work on offense. So while Darius Garland is a guy who I feel like, you know, in the public eye more or less has gotten his due. I think it could still be said that he's underappreciated just because people don't understand. It's not like in in an equation to where, yeah, uh, Jared Allen's valuable and Evan Mobley's valuable and Darius Garland's valuable. It's like, no, this shit doesn't go without Darius Garland. It looks ugly as shit without Darius Garland. It's like, yeah. Um, Yeah, cool. I like that. I like that. Unsung Hero of the Award for me. Unsung Hero of the Year Award for me goes to another point guard. It goes to somebody who comes off the bench uh, but has played a lot of starting minutes because of an injury to the guy ahead of him at different points in time. And in those pockets where he's had to start, the team has gone on chugging like it was nothing, right? And mm-hmm. this isn't no Joe Schmo that's been injured either. This is an all-star MVP caliber player that gets hurt. This guy comes in and the, just keeps on flowing. I would argue that this is a top four player on a really, really good team this year. Um Somebody that's lauded generally for kind of the advanced stat things, assist to turnover ratio, things like that. But when you watch him play, he's like the epitome. He's as close as it gets in today's NBA to like, quote unquote, true point guard. And I am going to give my unsung hero of the year award to Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones has been so pivotal to the Grizzlies this year. And I don't think people outside of the city of Memphis understand how important it's been yeah. to have when Ja goes down a ball, handler. a ball handler, somebody who isn't necessarily a scorer, but like 
as a point guard, you don't need to be a scorer, but you have to be able to score in a situation where it's like, okay, drop coverage, can you hit this floater, right? They're going under on screens on the perimeter, can you hit this three? You need to be able to score when the defense is saying or the defense is daring you to score, pretty much. That's, I think, the important aspect of a point guard. And Tyus Jones does that. He's a great facilitator. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's a steady um, force when he is on the bench. And, you know, that bench unit comes in. That's one of the better, yeah. better one of the better, if not the best bench unit in the NBA. Well, shoot, I'm not going to take anything away from Desmond Bank because, you know, I love him as a player. Um, they do put the ball in his hand a lot, but he's just not like a point guard. He, yeah. You know, he can handle the rock, but being a point guard is much more than that. Yeah. And Tyus, he just brings steadiness. Tyus is so good. And he, he's probably lining up to leave Memphis next year, I think, because Memphis just isn't going to have the money to pay him. Um, but wherever he goes, I hope that people pay him what he's worth. That's like a 12, 13, 14, depending on the situation. Maybe even like you think about the type of dude Hell when no. Ricky Rubio. That's Jalen Brunson, bro. Yeah, Jalen Brunson's probably better than Ty Jones. Yeah, he's definitely better than Ty Jones. But like when you were saying when Ricky Rubio went down earlier this season, and you were thinking like what type of point guard would I want to place next to Darius Garland for you to not miss Ricky Rubio as much? Tyus Jones is that exact dude that came mm-hmm. to mind. It's just the Grizzlies would never trade him because of how immensely valuable he is to that team. Yeah. Um, but if a team like the Cavs were to pay up dough for Tyus Jones, I think that's a $15 million player. Easy. Yeah. Easy. $15 million player. I think 15 is Jalen Brunson. He's probably like... Uh, Jalen Brunson's worth a little more to 12. me. I would give Jalen Brunson like 17, 18. He's good. He's really good. Yeah. Um, Which I feel like Jalen Brunson can honestly make this list too. Unsung hero of the... Facts. Yeah. Big facts. 100%. That's a good name. Yeah, um, that's very true. Most valuable role player is the next award, and that's another Jalen Brunson could really be. Desmond, there. okay, I'll, I'll I'll give it to Jalen. Jalen Brunson. Brunson. <laughs> I was gonna give it to Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain is there too. Yeah, yeah. Desmond Bain. That's your that's your guy for that's, most valuable that's role my, player. That was my guy. Yeah, I don't think I have one. Damn, I must have missed it. Most most valuable role player. I mean, there's a plethora of people that you can name. Names that come to mind for me, Desmond Bain, obviously. Another name that came to mind for me is Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey. Ooh. And I feel like Tyrese Maxey is a guy who it's hard to give this award to right now. But yeah. throughout this playoffs, you're going to see how valuable yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tyrese Maxey is to that uh, 76ers yeah. team. Um, Jarrett Allen comes to mind, even though he was an all-star. So it's hard to kind of give him the label of role player. Um, McCall Bridges comes to mind. I it's hate the Suns. I know. I know. Um, let me think about this. I have to ponder on it because I did not have. Ooh. Mm. Marcus Smart is good. Marcus Smart has been really. That's who I wanted to do it. Robert Williams. Okay. Robert Williams. Is I, 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 I can rock with yeah. Robert Williams. Because that, that defense was playing like. I feel like every year we say this for some reason, but there was a team that was playing at an all time great defensive basketball this year and that was the Boston Celtics and it was large in part because of Robert Williams's efforts as a rim protector and as a help defender um so yeah that's going to be my and it sucks that he had to go out for injury because um I think he could have had a really special playoff run but I, I think that it's going to have to be my most valuable role player I also thought of Ayo Desumnu just what I forget his last name Desumu um for Chicago He's a dude who kind of has like John Morant hairstyle sometimes. Oh, I, I know what you're talking about. Um, just simply for the fact that throughout the course of the season, that team had so many injuries 
they needed guys to fill in different gaps at various points throughout the season so they could stay afloat. And the fact that he could come in as a rookie and fill so many different holes for that team as guys were getting hurt means a lot. So I think most valuable role player, he definitely deserves some consideration. Um, I think those are the main people that I can think of. Yeah. I don't know if you consider Jordan Poole a role player or not. Yeah. Gary Payton. Definitely. Gary Payton's been really, really yeah. good. Gary Payton's been really good. There's a lot of really good role players in the NBA right now, but yeah. I suppose that's the nature of it. Uh, but yeah, my guy is Robert Williams. Your guy is Desmond Bain. Next up, we have the. Why don't you say the name of this? I know this is your thing. Oh, the the Scotty Pippen Memorial Second Banana Award. <laughs> the Scotty Pippen Memorial Second Banana Robin, um, whatever <laughs> award. This goes, one was kind of tough for me. Goes to a player that was essentially the second best player on their team, playing a supporting role to the superstar, and did so with grace and elegance. Inefficiency. Who is your second? Or who's Th- your this one was kind of tough for me, but again, I, I got to go with uh, um, the Celtics, um, and, and that's Jalen Brown. Mm. Just I, I feel like stepping up, and, and uh, I think a few. It, it was like two years, like two and a half almost, of Jalen Brown becoming like, all right, bro, like you're a star. Yeah, and him becoming that almost hindered the team from becoming to to where they are now because it's like okay I can average 25 a game I can average whatever he's averaging right now 24 a game but is that hurting the team me coming into my own yeah and so I, I feel like him and Jason Tatum have both figured out how to excel individually but also excel with the team yeah so I got to give it to Jalen Brown remember when Marcus Smart said that thing yeah was it this year yeah, yeah, where you said like Jason that was Tatum the point. and Jalen Brown need to learn how to. That was the point where they started winning. Yeah, yeah. look at Marcus Smart, man, saying saying the shit that everybody you know not everybody want to say that, but you need a guy who's gonna say that. Sometime. Yeah. Um, my uh, Robin of the Year award goes to a guy who I would not have considered a Robin last year. I thought that they were kind of a one A one B situation, um, but this year I think the other guy took a clear step up leaving this guy that I'm about to name in the clear Robin role, which is fine because he's a good player. That goes to Chris Paul. Devin Booker's the clear-cut number one alpha dog, whatever you want to call it, for the Phoenix Suns, which leaves Chris Paul as the Robin. But the Suns do not function without Chris Paul. Yeah, They simply do not. So, yeah, kudos to Chris Paul, another all-star season. Um, but you got to give your hats off to what I would estimate – are we giving them best backcourt in the NBA? Have they surpassed Curry and Clay at this point with yeah, Clay oh, as he is? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to I yeah. can't think of a better backcourt. I mean, Eddie tried to argue one time uh, from what I remember that somebody was who who could it be? No, that, I mean, there's got to be them. They ain't got Damon CJ no more. Even them. Um it's got to be CP and uh, Devin Booker. But for anybody saying Devin Booker's MVP, chill. I mean, shoot, Harden and Maxi could give some folks a run for their money at some point. Not now. If Harden was... <laughs> oh, Harden going to turn up. Trust. Harden going to turn up. He's been coasting for a little bit. Um, So that was the honorary Scottie Pippen Memorial Second Banana Robin Schmoople Award. Um, 
Moving on, this is one of my favorites. The Who the Fuck Is That Award. The Who the Fuck Is That Award goes to a player who, you know, we, we try to pride ourselves on being well-educated, well-versed analysts here, but every now and again, a guy slips through the cracks where it's like, I don't remember him in college or in high school or in the draft or in free agency. Who the fuck is that? Because he's hooping right now. Julio, who is your Who the Fuck Is That Award? <sighs> I had a different interpretation. Okay. My who the fuck is that is who the, bro, who the fuck is that, bro? What the f- Oh, it's a negative. <sighs> it's a negative who the fuck is that? Like, who are you oh, right my now? bro. Who who the fuck are you, bro? Mm. Who, who, who the fuck is Russell Westbrook, bro? Like, uh, I knew you wasn't going to be a good fit, but I didn't know you was going to be this bad. Damn. So, who the fuck are you, dog? Damn. A little bit of a clashing ideology here at Hoop and Hollywood. Not all of us are interpreting the wars in the same way, but yeah, who the fuck was Russell Westbrook this year? Yeah. It's unfortunate. Who's yours? So I interpreted the way I was saying, where it was like, yeah. who the fuck is that? He's, he can play. I thought of Ayo DeSumo again. Okay. Um, I thought of Herb Jones, but I think I've heard the name Herb Jones before. I'm going to give it to your boy. Austin Reeves? That's another guy who I didn't know, but no, it's not Austin Reeves. I can, I can give it to Austin Reeves if I go with your. My who the fuck is that award goes to a guy who had no clue who he was, but you love his game. Oh, Jose yeah, Alvarado? I can shoot. My yeah, guy. <laughs> I'll give it to Jose Alvarado. Jose Alvarado, because it was. I don't think anybody really knew who he was I for like real. Latino brother. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I can shoot. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. I can shoot. Yeah, yes, I can, I can shoot. shoot. Yes, I can shoot. Yeah, that's He's my guy. Sneak up that's behind you and fucking. He got an extension too, right? Yep. Yeah. Two year extension. Good on him, man. Go get your money, Hell Jose yeah. Alvarado. Um, my guy. Next up is another award for you, Julio, because you hate the fact that Defensive Player of the Year tends to go to rim protectors, even though I think it's clear as day that it needs to go to rim protectors because they are the focal point of an individual role on a defense. But. Since defense is not just a one-man show, we're going to give an award out to the Perimeter Defensive Player of the Year Award. This goes to somebody who, pretty much in the name, defends on the perimeter and does it at an elite rate. I can go first with mine. Go. Oh. This award goes to... You're going to say Rudy Gobert. Anyways. <laughs> McCall Bridges for me. McCall okay. Bridges has been elite this year. Finally. McCall Bridges. Not a big... Thank you. It's literally the name of the award is the Perimeter Defensive Player of the Year. I couldn't. You think oh, I was going to give it to Perimeter? Yeah, it's Perimeter. I thought it was Defensive Player of the Year. No, no, no. I said specifically oh, yeah, we Perimeter Defensive Player of the Year. We changed it. Because. Who is your Defensive Player of the Year? Giannis. Giannis. Okay. I mean, that's fair. But Perimeter Defensive Player of the Year? You thought I would give him a call Bridges just flat Defensive Player of the Year? Why not? Why not? I have a perimeter defender as my defense. So this was just your regular defensive player. Yeah. Who is it, Julio? Marcus Smart. I mean, he does a lot more than just perimeter defense. He's an interior defender, too. He really is. But, um, okay, walk me through that. Walk me through that. Well, I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. When uh, Robert Williams goes out, they, they said that they were going to try him a little bit at the five because they're, they're short. They, they, they have Grant Williams. Yeah. Old Grant ass, like, and Grant Williams is like 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. Fucking uh, Al Horford is 50 years old, and Daniel Tice is Daniel Tice. There's a reason why they traded his ass. So. And then got him back. Yeah, so Marcus Smart plays 
you know, I'm not going to say he plays five consistently because he doesn't, but he, just like you said, he plays in the post, he plays in the perimeter. And, um, you, you know, I, I just think that the, the charge w- was led by him. So, mm. okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. A, c- a couple other names that came to mind in terms of perimeter defensive player of the year. You got to name Matisse Thibel. Matisse he's, been, he's been incredible this year. Um, he's not vaxxed. He can't play in Toronto. Really? Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. Did not know he's that. He's not vaxxed. That's crazy, actually. There's one other player that's... Oh, I know. I think it's on the Celtics, too. Yeah, that's not vaxxed. Damn. Huh. I did not know that. And then the last de- perimeter defensive player of the year that I would have handed out would have been Herb Jones. Herb Jones has been really good down in New Orleans. Um, But, yeah. So you got perimeter defensive player of the year. We're down to our last two. Overrated player of the year. This was Julio's idea. He wanted to get toxic. Let's get toxic. Who has been the most overrated player this year? I was going to trash on AD, but whatever. I don't even um, think people overrate him at this point. People are just like, yeah, he's rate him. good. Uh, my my player was honestly uh, Jul- Julius Randle. Um, but I do want to bring up this point. Did people I, overrate Julius Randle this year? Mm. Just by virtue of giving him an all-star last year. I feel like I'm going into like, this who year. Who has been the most overrated player? Like a player that throughout the course of this year, people have been gassing him up. But you like don't he, think, he's been like his numbers have been good like that. Like whether his numbers have been good or like people have just been saying like, yeah, he's been really good this year. And you don't feel like he's been that good. For example, I can give you mine. Go. Um, say I can give you mine, but I got to think about it. Andrew Wiggins. Dude was a fucking all-star starter. On what grounds exactly? Okay, that, you know what I'm saying. Like, mine too. yeah, like <laughs> what? What are we doing? But did you have another player? Uh, other players that come to mind in terms of, I mean, the fact that Chris Middleton was an All Star kind of rubbed me the wrong way a bit because I didn't think he was necessarily warranting that much praise. Um, who else has been Kuzma? Were people gassing Kuzma? Fucking this year? people. Maybe I, I just look at Instagram too much. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? I'm trying to think. Who what else. I did want to bring up, interesting discussion uh, discussions. I I, I watch a, a show on uh, YouTube that these two guys put out. They brought up Nikola Jokic for overrated, and I was like, Hell no. I was like, fuck you guys, right? Yeah, ain't no way, right? But he his whole uh and, and I. <laughs> I'm not g- gonna get behind the argument, but it was just an interesting point to to bring up in, in a discussion. His whole like MVP case is predicated on like four, uh, not awards, but like stats, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, PER, that's um, efficiency, uh, win shares, and something else. Uh, I'm I'm forgetting the fourth. The fourth is slipping Raptor, my mind. LeBron, but <laughs> all four. Plus minus box plus minus, that might nah. be it, Loki. No, uh, no, 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 I don't think so. But it was those four categories. Um, he leads them all mm-hmm. in the NBA, and it's like, oh shit, Nikola Jokic is is a boss, right? And you you go up to the to the top, you know, five even seven lists of those names, and it's like, okay, all those fucking star players, right? Mm-hmm. But then when you start getting into eight, nine, ten, and below. It's like, folks, like, I don't even know. Let's say fucking LaMarcus Aldridge, right? Hmm. Is higher than fucking LeBron. And well, that's when you have to influx, like, 
you know, minimum but all 25 categor- minutes a game or something like that. All categories. No, but it, it wasn't. It, I, I just threw a name out there. Yeah. It's like dudes playing consistently, but that are clearly like C players, C minus players, better than A plus players in all categories. And it wasn't just one in each category. It was like a bunch. Mm. And so that, 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 uh, I, I don't get behind the argument, but I thought that was like really, really interesting. Yeah. To look at. I'm not, cause a, a lot of people, Nick Wright was saying, oh, I hate Nick Wright. I hate Nick Wright. Nick Wright, if you just so <laughs> happen to listen to this, I know you went to fucking Syracuse Newhouse and you think that you, cause you studied journalism in college, <laughs> you'd get to fucking say whatever you want on national television. I don't, Ooh, am I gonna get ill right now? <laughs> Fuck it, we got time. We're only 27 minutes into this. Nick Wright, I don't know who you knew at Fox. I don't know what connections you made or your parents made or whatever the fuck, but whoever gave you license to talk about sports, specifically basketball. Colin. It was Colin. Colin plugged him. Yeah, I don't know where the fuck that little, like, you know, white person fucking underground. I Like, <laughs> like who the fuck? Do you think you are to say that fucking Nikola Jokic gets to be the MVP this year? And I don't even know if Nikola Jokic is my MVP. But who the hell gives you the license to say that, oh, it's just because that's what computers tell us? Get the fuck out of here. Did you watch? (laughs) Have you watched Nikola Jokic play basketball? Do you even know, like, what makes a good basketball player? I hate Nick Wright. I'm like, I don't, I don't like the, the same way you said, like you hate Anthony Davis when like the way like, the you, I don't hate him as a person. I hate like his basketball output. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't hate Nick Wright as, as a, a person, person. Yeah. But I hate the fuck. Like he does a job. Like he, he has a high level job in a sports industry and he does not do it well at all. I'm sorry. I've been to Syracuse Newhouse. That don't mean you get to fucking Talk about oh, I don't like Nick Wright, bro. What is Syracuse New House? It's it's basically the USC Annenberg of Syracuse. Like when you talk, when you look up the best um, journalism. journalism schools in the country, it'll be like Columbia, it'll be Annenberg, it'll be New House, it'll be AZ State. Yeah, that's more sports journalism specifically. Oh, but yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. Yeah, they got the Cronkite School or whatever. Um, yeah, 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 Northwestern, Northwestern. But it's like. God, I hate that we just live in a fucking world where, like, people can go study journalism wherever the fuck, and that just gives them license to talk about some shit that they really don't know about. Nick Wright, listen to me good, fucker. I'm sorry. Like, I gotta I gotta say this one with my chest, because you can come on this podcast, and we will just both talk circles around. Oh, somebody's looking in here. We might have to leave soon. Nick Wright, you don't know basketball. We're gonna um, get out of here soon. Yes, um, one la- the the intro question I wanted to bring up with the show. Oh, we yeah, can yeah. close it with this. Um, what about most fun slash enjoyable player to watch? Ja, ja. Okay, okay. cool. Okay. 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 It would be Kyrie ja if he played. Yes, sir. Actually, one. Fuck so, you talking about. Anyways, the intro question. So it'll be the closure question. Yeah. What should should the scoring uh, champ rules change? So I, I heard this the other day. Should it be total points outputted in the in the season? Or should it just be points per game like it is now? But you have to play a minimum of like 58 games. Mm. By the way, Bron's at like 56. Three more games to go. So he he needs to play at least two of the three. And uh, it's obvious why he didn't play against the Phoenix Suns. And no, I do think he's hurt. But 
bro, like you don't want to go up against that defense because you want to score 30 plus, right? But anyways, like how how do you feel about that? I mean, I think there's space for both. I think they're supposed to say like, okay, he led the Because Jason before. Tatum is fucking lapping Braun for for example. Really? In yeah. total points? Yeah. Like lapping. I think there's there's definitely space for both to say this was the leader in points per game, but then this was the total points leader for the So who should season. get a scoring champ? Like a dude can average 30, let's say, and play 50 games and gets hurt. Or a dude can average well, 20 for a season. Happen, though. That doesn't happen. Like, I, I've never seen that in my life. Or like somebody's a, only played 50 games and got still scoring champ. Well, or let's say he played 58, the minimum, and he, he was scoring 30, just like Braun, where Braun's going to be. Or a dude that's getting 25 a game, plays all the games. That dude's gonna win, or like like twenty five a game isn't scoring. Like I don't want to hear twenty five a game scoring 20, champ. Twenty seven, like that's that's like I feel like you shouldn't be the scoring champ unless you're scoring twenty seven or up. Like you, I feel like the scoring champ should generally be in the range of thirty plus. If you're not putting that up per season or per game, I'm not sure I can really call you the scoring champ for real. But I think it's like definitely space to say like yeah, nobody put up more points in the NBA than Jason Tatum this year. Yeah, like, that means something for sure. But I would still give the scoring champ to the uh, average points per game. Yeah, probably me too. Yeah, short episode, man. Short episode. But thank you all so much for tuning in to the Hoop and Holler Awards Show. Ha 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 ha. I'm gonna put in like applause right here just for the fuck of it. But thank you all so much for tuning in. As always, check out Hoop Holler Pod on socials. That about the booty booty. And we will see you next time. <laughs>